Good evening and welcome, dear listener, to the a la carte episode 77 of the Podding Shed. Tonight on the menu, we have such delights as Coco Van, where we single-handedly managed to throw the cocks of Spurs title bid and effectively their entire season under the wheels of a fast-moving transit, leaving their North London rivals to gently smile, stroke their hips to beards in their lumberjack shirts, sipping the sweet lattes of another top four trophyless season. North London, close, but no after-dinner cigar. Also on the menu, we have some homemade humble pie that we cooked ourselves immediately after showing, just off, showing off just how saggy our bottom was against Sunderland, proving Mark's earlier Podding Shed theory that we have all of the ingredients required, but sometimes we have absolutely no idea how to blend them into something tasty and delicious. Uh, the penultimate match menu item is a large bowl of scouse, which I'm reliably informed is a local Liverpool dish. Okay, it's made up ostensibly of cheap ingredients of meat and potatoes lobbed together and served as hearty food, but is now regularly touted locally as an expensive class-filled piece of haute cuisine. Mutton dressed as lamb, one might say. How very fitting. Finally, we will nibble at the edges of the last item on the match menu. This is an actual dish, a real dish, made by Pete, I think Clayton knows Pete, um, or Chelsea underscore fella, as he's known on um, Twitter. He's a fine chap who happens to be a pretty handy chef. Um, the, the, the meal itself, the dish itself, is slightly sweet, with an after hit of spice, not too hot, not too mild, and one which virtually all of his punters love. Yes, he actually serves a dish called Beef Ranieri. As we mull over how that might taste, we'll touch on yet another home draw and a result which Gus has made his default result. My name is Tony Glover, uh, known by our friends on the fan cast as the Reverend Tony Glover. I'm not quite sure if I deserve that, but also assuming the pseudonym and Twitter of a fictional kindly old gentleman featured in Keith West's long-lost theme from a teenage opera, and also the song that Steve Byrne hates the most. I am Grocer Jack UK. Tonight, as ever... I'm joined by three of the keenest eaters you're ever likely to come across in any type of eatery. All the way from McDonald's to KFC to Nando's to Burger King. These chaps cover the whole gamut. First, we have our very own last line of defence. The golden banks of podcasts. Although possibly, having heard about what he wears on summer Saturday evenings, you might think he's more Tyra Banks. But it is the wonderful and erudite Clayton Beerman, a.k.a. at Goldie59. Good evening, Clayton. Good, good evening. Thank you for that uh, fantastic build-up of none of which I actually understood. But thank you very much for that, and uh, d- delighted to be back. Excellent. Good. Um, joining Clayton is our resident, witty, and incisive offensive player, our very own Jamie Vardy, perhaps. But maybe is an, he is at an age that makes him closer to being Reg Varney. Sorry, I couldn't get another famous Vardy there. So please welcome Mark, also known as at So Contrary on Twitter. Evening, Mark. I'll assume you meant offensive in the attacking sense. <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. You know. And you have slightly misjudged my culinary tastes. Oh, have I really? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm nowhere near as upmarket as you might suggest. Uh, okay, sorry about that, mate. Sorry. Um, last but not least, um, the professorial member of the team. In sporting terms, he'd be our Alain Prost, but I prefer to think of him as being more than just a one-trick pony in a racing car. 
No, for me, the perfect analogy for this chap is he seems to like nothing more than rummaging around for interesting facts for us. He's our Dr. David Bellamy, also known as Donal, also known as Dr. Blue Bayou. Good evening, Donal. Uh, good evening. Um, that's an interesting introduction in that you seem to have managed to introduce one of the shortest men to ever involve himself in top-class sport and probably one of the tallest men to ever appear on the BBC. But there we go. <laughs> right, OK, then. Um, um, before we start, we yes, are, I think we've got to have our obligatory... I'm right in remembering that as the Italian national anthem, I assume, yes. Yes, we, we've, we've cast aside our Dutch uh, heritage and we're now firmly focused on Italy. Yes. So, so uh, we we play playing this every week until we get beaten. Yeah. So this is the last. Not week. even our manager yet, is he? <laughs> well, he sort of is, and he's saying every we're playing this every week until we get beaten. We're probably yeah. not going to have one of these until probably the middle of August. Yes. Yeah. And you could you could play so, every week on your own at home. Yes. I, yeah. Well, I will do. Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry. I don't think. I don't think we're going to be hearing it much after the early September. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Um, nothing like having a, a bright opportunity. Let's, let's, let's have a little chat about the games we've missed. And, and um, uh, We've missed four games um, since we did it last. We got quite regular at doing the podding shed. Um, but once again, we found ourselves, like Pato, like Falcao, stuck on the bench, um, waiting to make an appearance. Um, in the difference, of course, in our cases, we are actually making occasional appearances. Um, so I want to start. We're going to go through Spurs, Sunderland, Liverpool, and Leicester. A little bit to talk about on each of those games. I think plenty of. Um, we did. Uh, we didn't actually do Bournemouth. We finished on Man City. My research oh, did tells. Did we really? Uh, well, Bournemouth was an easy win. There you go. That's my comment on it. Anyone else got anything? <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's the the game that perhaps indicated to us that Eden Hazard was on his way back, which is a nice way of segueing into the Spurs game. I believe. Excellent. Um, okay. Um, I want to start with Spurs because it, it is out of the four games, um, I think, undoubtedly the most interesting, um, the one that we had most at heart, really, because of, of just simply because they're so loathsome and nobody really likes them. Um, and I'm struck by the fact that uh, I, I, I was congratulated by quite a few people um, the morning after um, in France by teams that just did not want Spurs to win. Uh, it was Newcastle. Uh, an Arsenal fan, obviously, and a couple of United fellas as well who really just did not want to see it happen, which slightly surprised me. I thought it was just us. Um, but uh, there you go. Um, so um, we'll start off with you, Clayton. Just a few thoughts on the game. Um, how was it for you? Uh, how was it for me? Um, I, I'm i sort of slightly torn because, um, on the one hand, the team that I dislike the most um of them and uh anything that we could do to derail 
them winning the the league, which would have meant a huge amount of people actually leaving the country, um, was just, I mean, it was fantastic um, just to stop them. I mean, West Brom, uh, I mean, two biggest goals I've cheered the whole season have been West Brom's goal at, at White Hart Lane and Hazard's goal against them, which is a sad indictment of where our season is, but that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the first half just carried on the abject crap um, that that has gone before. We we sort of matched them for about twenty five minutes, then conceded a a goal, maybe slightly a, a good goal, and then we gave them a second goal, and it just looked like the same old, same old. Hazard came on in the second half, and for forty five minutes, you actually watched the champions of England, mm. um, which is what we were until the final whistle. And to me, that was fantastic on on one side of the fence because obviously um, it stopped them. And on the other side of the fence, I found it thoroughly depressing because I thought 38 games in the season, obviously we'd only have 35 by then, and, and all of a sudden we'd, we'd decided to play. And for whatever reason, and if it was to appease the fans um, that they'd so let down the whole season... To me, um, it just left a bit of a bitter taste because if they would have played with that intensity, I know you can't do it in all the games, but if they would have played with that intensity um, for the rest of the season or at least three quarters of the season, we wouldn't have finished 10th. So um, that's how I felt about the the Tottenham game, to be honest with you. I had um, one half bad, one half good and... Um, I've put the comment in brackets of was it always thus because it seems to me that I've been watching Chelsea long enough to think you know even when we've done teams by four or five goals um, it's been one spectacular half and one humdrum half Mark your thoughts please well just to um, reiterate Clayton really I mean um, I think the maximum you can attain in anything is 100% Unlike players who seem to think you can sometimes reach 110%. (laughs) We all know that when they reach 110%, what they really mean is the rest of the time they've been playing at 90%. Mm. They managed to get up to 95%. (laughs) Very few players have ever played at 100%. But, you know, every season you sort of um, look at your enjoyment factor. And, And to be honest, regardless of how Chelsea have done, I've always enjoyed the season up to... um, I don't know, 80%. I just enjoy watching Chelsea regardless. So I've been happy with the season. Um, But a season is made up of the success of your own team and the misery of others. So it was good to get a little 10% top up towards the end and take me up to 90%, um, put them back in their place. It's great, really, that Tottenham won the league since 1961, which is a hell of a long time. I mean, yeah. we hadn't won it since 1955 when we won it yeah. in 2004. Yeah. So it's that sort of gap. Um, and and it, is, it is important that we can, you, you know, you can um, goad other supporters about how long it is since they've won the league, how long it is since they've won at Stamford Bridge. And the, the, the years are building up nicely for Arsenal as well. Um, when, you, when you look at the final league table... Spurs only managed to get it up to 70 points. I mean, they just fell apart, both um, dis- discipline-wise and, and playing-wise. And I haven't really done the analysis, but I'm sure if you went back and analysed every season of the Premier League and, and looked at 70 points, um, 
it wouldn't end up that high. I mean, th- this season is a one-off season in that all the big teams decided simultaneously to take the season off. Yeah, yeah. Manchester United, Man City and us yeah. are all better than we've shown. Arsenal have had a normal Arsenal season. Yeah, yeah. So it's a freak season. So if all those, if the three big teams hadn't decided to down tools and, and why they've all done it together, I can't understand... Tottenham would be sixth. So let's not get carried away with Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm absolutely not. I mean, I thought I thought Hazard's goal was our goal of the season. I, I, I think it was reflected on the match of the day the other night as well, who who kind of tagged it onto the back, um, presumably to make sure that there was diversity and every team was represented. Um, um, and, you know, I, I've got... A, I'm, I'm actually seeing a mate of mine on, on Saturday who is an avid Spurs fan. I mean, he's like me. He gets the right ump when, when they lose. Can't watch him on telly on his own because he just loses his rag. And um, we rarely talk about football these days because I just know how he feels. But a little bit of me has got to say to him, how the hell you've managed... You know, you've snatched third from the jaws of second um, with that. Um, Donal, your point, your views, please. Um... <coughs> I find it a little, a little disturbing, if I may say, um, and 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 a, you know a little worrying. The the how form form deserted our team this year, undoubtedly. Uh, we can't argue with that, but also our humanity, our our decency as people, <laughs> seems to be. Uh, gradually leaking away, uh, taking such joy from from the pain of others, I find something that I, I can't I can't condone in any way, shape, or form. Uh, what I will take from the Tottenham game is that is I thought we started reasonably well, and I thought for for most of the game we we showed a lot of the old cohesion. Um, I thought. Players like Hazard. I thought people like Matic as well were showing something of their old, of their old form. Um, yes, I, I gloried in, in, in a marvellous equaliser by Hazard. Um, I was frustrated when we were two 0 down, but I, I, I took the positives. I, I took the positives and I offered them up to the Lord, while the rest of you seem to be just glorious. <laughs> Glorying in pain. I, I, I don't know if any of you have noticed how I've been, from time to time, uh, tweeting uh, little excerpts from Milton's Paradise Lost. And, and it seems to me that we are perhaps, you know, following the dark one down into the nether regions of fire and brimstone rather than siding with the angels. And I, I do hope that it's just a, a sort of temporary falling away brought on by, by the pain of what has been a very difficult and, and dark experience for many of us. This, this, so I, hmm? I was, I was gonna, this would have nothing to do with the, the fact that an awful lot of your family are Spurs and located in that area, would it at all? The fact that I, I was brought up in time? No, no, it has, has, has nothing to do with that. Just, this this comes from my innate decency and spirituality as a human being. Right, okay. Um, so long I, as we know. Yeah, no, I, I you know. 
uh, I of course, you know, had we had we done exactly that to the well, Mark was there when you know when we beat the Arsenal um, uh, this season at, at at the Emirates, and I think I was a. Uh, I was reserved and quiet throughout, wasn't I, Mark? I didn't take any glory in battering the hated enemy. Yes, I think we've all got to take a long, hard look at ourselves and think, you know, applauding Leicester scoring goals against you. What what the Jesus Christ? I'm going to come on to that one a bit later when we discuss the Leicester game. That was... we, was... we, we, We as a people, we as a flock... Uh, you know, I, I'm close to resigning my 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 position as bishop of this flock if we don't just pull ourselves together <laughs> and concentrate on taking the joy from our football. As Mark said earlier on, taking joy from just watching our team, taking joy in in winning, being being decent about it, and not glorying in, in the pain and suffering of others, but neither taking too much time out to applaud. Other teams. As someone has mentioned, you know, if you were there when Steve Guppy put in those crosses that, you know, took us from believing that perhaps we might just be able to take that. I was there that afternoon. It was I was distraught, and I don't think any Leicester fans were applauding me. So yeah, yeah. Well, you 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 may know that I I write for CFC UK fanzine. Mm-hmm. And um, the last issue was is is out or just come out, and my article was basically um, a completely following on from your um, your your sermon. Uh, was a completely mealy mouthed um, article about how I didn't like Leicester and I didn't like Ranieri, and I actually recounted that horrendous day. Uh, when Steve Guppy more or less scuppered our our title, I mean that is that was ninety eight, wasn't it? Or was yeah. it ninety eight? Yeah, and it was as close day. as we'd come to mm. winning the league. Well, since presumably fifty five, and we were all up for it, and <laughs> and we were two 0 up, weren't we? With about 12, 10, yeah. 15 minutes to go, and yep. we just caved in. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I I was I mean I actually sort of quite pleased for them in, in, in other respects. But I th- those, you know, those two words, Stephen Guppy, um, should have been rammed down the throat of everybody who politely applauded when they scored against us on Sunday. I mean, I, I don't think they applauded when uh, Erland Jonsson bravely pulled himself back up <laughs> the turf, where, where, where he'd been so cruelly cast. Savage. 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 Jesus. Yeah, savage. I don't... I, I never saw a sod of turf do so much damage to a man. They showed him no sympathy. Right. He event. walked again. It was a miracle. Absolutely. Mm. And it was an event which got Danny Baker sacked from uh, 606 the next time. <laughs> because he said, that he said that he should give the referee's name and address out and everyone should go to his house. And effectively, like, you know... <laughs> like a witch hunt with pitchforks and burning things and all this sort of stuff and basically hound him out of life because of what he'd done that night, you know. So. I thought it was only Chelsea fans did that to referees. Surely no that's one what, else ever no, that's what he was, that. no, that was, he was saying that, that, that yes, <laughs> yes, that, that Erlen Johnson, I mean, there was no regard for his bravery, his stoic, stiff upper lip um, um, behaviour in the face of such, you know, outrageous violence from Leicester. But yeah, got Danny Baker set. Um, did, did, did we get the draw against Tottenham was this purely I've lost you there I think 
he said. I can, uh, yeah. I can still hear you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the perils yeah. of... Oh, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You are a bit fadey in and out, Edonal, so maybe your broadband's having a few um, blips or whatever. Mm. Um, but I just wondered, I mean... That's, uh, that's because I'm talking to you from on high. <laughs> I, um, ah, yes, yes. Is it, I'm basically up in a cloud it? somewhere. Yeah, is it very yes. cold up there? <laughs> you know, that's so much <laughs> to say, yeah. Um, but, just, you know, it's interesting because was the spirit of the team back? Well, was it just a reaction to the fans' comments from the game before, which was, you know, um, you better not lose to Tottenham, etc. It was chanted. What, what, what do people think? Was it just um, purely, was it fan power that got them to, to attain that result against Spurs? From 2-0 down as well? Well, I think JT coming back had something to do with it. That, that was his first game back for quite some time. Um, and I was sort of nervous about his fitness, but I mean, if anyone knows the importance of the game and and, and wants to keep a clean record on his watch, it was it was him. So um, I think he played his part. But maybe it was just one last hurrah for the season. Mm. Mm. It's interesting. With the I mean, it, it is time we discussed the level of violence, isn't it? I mean, we've had you know the the battle for the bridge at Arnhem. We had you know various other famous battles at bridges but I mean the the level of violence was yeah. was I, almost actually, yeah. was pathetic really because yeah. I've just been watching on Chelsea TV the 1970 cup final replay Old Trafford against Leeds and that's proper violence hmm. yeah and that's uh, one that's Eddie, Eddie McCready putting his foot into the throat of Billy Bremner yeah. and just getting a mild talking to from the referee and laughing about it <laughs> that was, those uh, were the dates that was the one that was re-refereed by David Ellery about five, six years ago, maybe a bit longer now. Um, and and he sent all the Chelsea players off, I no, presume. No, we, we actually finished... That was David yeah. Ellery most of the time. Yeah, we, we, we actually finished with more players than Leeds, according to the refereeing standards that were at the time. I guess they've probably moved on a bit since then, or declined, whichever way you look at it. But um, we ended up with six on the pitch, and Leeds ended up with five. According to what he said, if it was refereed today, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a bit not confused. I was, I was angry because Spurs nine yellow cards, um, three red cards to us, no red cards to at all to Spurs. For, and there were two. If, if you take outside um, the incident where Pochettino came onto the pitch to break William and the other fella up, whose name escapes me now. Um, but also there was the, the Danny eye, Rose. That's yeah. it. Uh, the eye gouging incident. Um, which you may forgive for the fact that he may not have seen it, okay? No, but um, the linesman saw it and told him to stop doing it. Yeah. Um, and then you have the other one, which was Lamella just blatantly standing on Fabregas's hand. There was... And, and nothing. Nothing's happened about that since. There's been no... Although I think Fabregas made, Fabregas made an awful lot of that there, didn't he? There, there was some very amusing I, Twitter I, stuff I, about... I, the hand, the hand of Fabregas. Yeah. When will it be returned? And all that. Yeah, but I, I don't but, think it was any worse than Chan's reaction a couple of years ago, or whatever, to uh, to Diego Costa. You know, I think it's it seems a bit relative. I don't want to feed it. There was an extraordinary, an extraordinary meltdown by Tottenham, but also an extraordinary refereeing performance by Clattenburg. You know, to 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 allow the game to escalate that way and to to blatantly refuse to send a player off. Mm. You know, how he didn't send Dyer off, I'll never know as long as I live. And that's the second time this season at Stamford Bridge because he did it against Liverpool with Lucas Lira where he basically knows he has to send a player off but doesn't do it. And I I just cannot understand what goes through his mind because he did it when when Liverpool beat us earlier on this season. Lucas went straight through someone 
for the second time. Everyone, including Liverpool players, were expecting him to get a red card. He was starting to walk off after his challenge. If you remember, yeah. he was actually on his way. And Clattenburg, um, Clattenburg did nothing. And then John Obi Mikel, because we've said this before, tripped someone up near their penalty box. First foul he'd done all game. Yellow card straight out. The man's extraordinary. I don't, I don't fully understand um, what goes it, through his mind. Hasn't he been rewarded with the Champions League final as well? Yeah, yeah. It's just. But I, I, sorry, I was just going to say. I think there's two things. I think yes, it was, and it, it was a, it was a bad refereeing performance. But I think one, it was fantastic to watch. It was absolutely <laughs> brilliant to watch. I mean, only because I wasn't on the end of any of those challenges. But it was a fabulous spectacle to watch, and it was like football in the old days, where people didn't roll around like Fabregas. Um, and the other thing was. He didn't send anybody off, so they had nothing to complain about. They, yes. you know, they, they just basically they they blew up. I mean, talk about our spirit was back and all the rest of it, but they lost their heads. I mean, that's the, that's the other reason why we managed to get a draw is they just completely lost it. I mean, they really did. And yeah, go on. Well, they, to be fair, they they haven't regained it, have they? They they they, they well, they, not, they not ended up. We, not only did we derail them, we managed to completely smash the carriages up as well and um, uh, leave them in limbo. I mean, you know, they, 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 as shown on Sunday with a, you know, losing, I mean, we all know Newcastle only ever play brilliant football against us, but, uh, you know, they, they were pretty much torn apart by 10-man Newcastle, so, um, you know, I think I think uh, a lot of people owe us a lot of gratitude for what we did there, <laughs> you know, not least of all well, Arsenal. They've, they've ended up, haven't they, they've ended up with less points than uh, when AVB was their manager. Indeed, that's very true. Um, but also there was this thing about that there was a big disparity between the fines. And now I know both clubs were charged with failing to control their players, but I've not seen anything that indicates that Spurs would get anything extra for the fact that they had nine yellow cards, which is a Premier League record. Um, it seems out of kilter somehow that you... You say okay. You are, you are supposed to get. You are supposed to get fined, aren't you? For yeah, I think they. I, I think they. They will get that separately. I think that's right. a different. The, this was the charge of not controlling your players. They'll get fined because I think anybody has more than was it four or five players gets a gets a fine. Um, but we got more because we we had previous, so that's yeah. why we got more. Right, and mm. I understood that, but it was just like how did how, you know if it is a separate fence? Why haven't heard anything about it yet? That was all. Mark, any thoughts on the violence in the game, which? Or the alternate view, which is it was just a good old-fashioned London derby with plenty of heat. Uh, well, it may be old-fashioned, but um, the game has moved on from then. Um, and the, the Tottenham players were just petulant. The, the way Walker just kicked Pedro as he was lying on the ground in the corner flag up by the Matthew Harding was the first incident that I remember. And it was completely missed. And it just carried on from there. Um so the Tottenham players completely lost their heads, and and maybe our approach to the game drove us drove them to that. Obviously, you know the, the good news for everyone is that the Tottenham players now make up the core of the England team, and, and once they get wound up in the European Championships this summer, there'll be a complete meltdown, and we'll be down to seven men. <laughs> Wait, where, where did it come from, though? Because in, in the um, in the fixture at White Hart Lane earlier on this season. Wasn't that a fairly dull sort of one-all draw or something? And everyone thought it was on the dullest. I think they got the hump. um, I mean, Fabregas did seem to want to wind people up. And um, 
you know, he was going on before the game that he didn't want Tottenham to win the league. And I think the Tottenham players probably took exception to that. You know, if, if Fabregas was going up and down the tunnel before the game, f- practicing his nice flicks, um, that probably didn't help the atmosphere either. Yeah. Has anyone here ever, ever flicked anyone in a Fabregas type of way? Uh, school, maybe, and and I've been a, both a flicker and a flicky. Oh, um, so yeah, and it is very painful. It was a, it was what, a tradition at our school. It was yeah. a, <laughs> it God, he must have been hard. Uh, it was a tradition at our school that for the first years to get their ears flicked with what were fashionable stainless steel metal combs. Um, for the first, I don't know, three, four, five months or so. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, you became the flicker when you were in the second year. Tony, Tony, I think you're about two to three feet out of where the flicking was. Uh, <laughs> right, OK. Yeah. Um, yes. oh, well, I only saw the highlights because it, it wasn't on in front of but I saw the highlights. and uh, there, was, there wasn't any highlights. Apparently, it was all tunnel action. Uh, so right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, but interesting that it was like that, you know, that game. Um, I think overall, I just took a view that um, <clears throat> from 2-0 down, which I saw on Twitter while I was over in France, I was thinking, doom, gloom, shit, we can't stop them to 2-2. Um, managed to catch um, bits of match of the day later on and then uh, watched some further highlights when I got home. Um, and, you know, Hazard was just sensational. Uh, it, he looked unplayable. Um, which often means something else to other people, but for me, it just means that you know nobody could get near him. He was that good. Um, any mm. any quick thoughts, chaps, on that? And 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 I mean, I I am one of these people that I've always maintained we should not sell him because the last thing we need to do is sell another bloody good player. Um, and I'm convinced, I've convinced all the way through the season, he's been injured. A lot of his movement is hip, you know, swerves and all this sort of stuff, and that's where allegedly the injuries were or the injury. Um, um, I don't think he's turned it on suddenly for the Euros. I think he just genuinely was rested and came back. Um, thoughts, chaps? Mm. No, I agree. Uh, I he's been injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been injured, uh, and he was—he came back. As they all admitted, he came back a bit overweight. He looks a lot. He's got that sort of hollow-cheeked fit look now. He looks back to his old self. No, you can't sell him. Hopefully, he doesn't want to leave and. Hopefully, Conte will use him, you know, in 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 a way that gets the best out of him. But yeah, no, he's he's too exciting a player to 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 let go. It would be madness, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, I just I just wonder that those people who booed him earlier on in the season, um, especially when he came off against PSG, whether they were standing up and applauding when he scored. Well, not only that goal, but the goal he scored against Liverpool. Um, the guy has obviously been injured. He's mm. how old is he? Twenty three. I, mm. I just the the amount of abuse he's taken this season. I mean, he hasn't. Beginning of the season, he he was off his game. He wasn't he wasn't playing very well. Um, I don't know how many of you read the article um, Matt Hughes wrote yesterday, which was on Bleacher Report, which was quite a detailed report about our season. I don't really think it told us anything we didn't know, but they basically said that one, he wasn't fit when he came back. Um, Two, he was very upset with the whole Eva Canera thing. I felt a lot of guilt. Um, and then just fell out with Jose. Mm. So I think all those factors didn't help. But um, Why did he feel listen, guilt about the Eva Canera thing? Well, basically because he probably went down when he wasn't really injured. And then she came on. Um, oh, I see. 
so no, not that he he wasn't the one that was uh, screaming at her. But so I think all sorts of factors. I think he's young um, and. I, you know he's a great player. He's proved it. He's a great player. Um, mm. I I do think and, and oh the, if, I, if I mind him, it's in the Euros. But I hello hello. Yeah, you, can can hear I, me? Yeah, yeah. You, you did you did what happened on the fan cast? Haven't you? Sort of disappeared. All right, okay. You, you seem to be um, now. You got to the point. Yeah. You said I do think, and then it cut out. Mm, well, that, that, that's me. That's me thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought I saw him pull up slightly on Sunday. I don't yeah, know if anybody too. else I saw that. Yeah. Second half, uh, yeah. he had a little bit of a twinge. So anyway, um, but yeah, no, he's he's uh, he's back to his best. Yeah, I think you know. It, obviously, we we try not to <clears throat> overburden ourselves with cliches on, on on this podcast. We leave that to to, to other people, but. I think it's time we use the old his game against Tottenham that was his performance was was worth the entrance money on its own mm. spoken by someone who hadn't paid any entrance money of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah does That's anybody good. pay any entrance money anymore no I suppose you buy, yeah you know what I mean yeah well I have yeah. renewed my season ticket last week you have. I left it. I left it till the thirteenth. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I did mine. Uh, I did mine about the day after I got the letter. I'll just sort of get it out of the way. Then I don't. Have, then I have no time to think about or to put any doubt. You know, seeds of doubt to come in about whether or not it was value for money or should I do it. I'm, a, I'm an impulsive person like that. Um, let's move. Let's move on. Um, I think we just could cover over the next three games and we'll probably just talk around everything that went on. Uh, there because we're sort of um, about halfway through now um, and we, we, we obviously we went to Sunderland which um, we showed off our, 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 our soggy bottoms as it were um, by managing to chuck away a lead and um, I know against a team that were fighting for their lives as it were um, but it still seemed to be a, a pretty sort of um, tepid performance overall um, then on to Liverpool, another game. You know we should have won. Um, another failure to hold a lead, um, and things like that. And of course Leicester, yet another one, which was a humdrum draw at best is the best way I can describe it, with a strange atmosphere. Start off with Sunderland. Um, now I'm, I only saw little bits and pieces of this, but again I was following it on Twitter, um, and it seemed that you know that. It, uh, we, one of the big criticisms that, I, that came out was that I think we started with more or less the same team that we did against Spurs um, and didn't really give any of the youngsters a bit of a shot at this. Um, were we that desperate to win that game? You know, was it not an ideal opportunity to say, you know what, um, you know, let's let's try at least two or three and from the start, give them a, a go from the start. Any thoughts? Um, Mark? Well, I was keen that we won that game. I actually went. Um, it was a last-minute decision. But after we um, put the final nail in Tottenham's coffin, I was beginning to enjoy our role as the Grim Reaper. And I thought, <laughs> I, I, I fancied going up to Sunderland and putting a nail in their coffin and us winning and edging them near the edge of the cliff to relegation. So I got tickets at the last minute. It was too late to book a train, because if you book a train and train anything less than a month before an event, it costs you a bloody fortune. So I drove five and a half hours up the A1 to Sunderland. That did include a stop. Stayed overnight in Durham, uh, which is the nearest decent place to Sunderland, because you wouldn't really want to stay in Sunderland. <laughs> and uh, I was in the Radisson Blue Hotel. 
in, in, in enjoying the facilities, lurking around reception, and suddenly around the corner popped uh, William and Fabregas. Oh. And I realised we were in the Chelsea Hotel. Oh, Lord. Blimey. Oh, my no, days. No security or anything, because they're a minor team now, and no one's too bothered about it. <laughs> right. Anyway, anyway about, we hung around reception, and about 15 minutes later, they all came out, so my wife had her photo taken with a... Um, Variety of people. John Terry, arm in arm with him. Um, I, uh, Branner, Branners, Ivanovich, Gary Cahill, Eddie Newton, Gary Straker, and finally Gus Hiddink about half an hour later. All right, blimey. We had a great time. We had a chat with all of them. Uh, they were all very friendly, very relaxed. So I was really looking forward to Sunderland, thinking we would go and kill them off. Mm. And um, to be honest, we were all over them. We were so much better than them. And everyone around me in the stand was saying how we couldn't believe how little fight Sunderland had, considering they were about to get relegated. And we should have been 3-1 up, 4-1 up. We had a couple of chances. And then, as always, the whole thing implodes. And before you know it, Jermaine Defoe's killed us off with a final goal, and we've lost 3-2. So I was extremely frustrated with that trip. Mm. I can imagine. But we have got nice photos for the collection. So there's a, there, every, every cloud... Um... As indeed. Say. Yes, indeed. Um, Donald? I was following it on the radio most of the time. Hang on a minute. Um, Talking about clouds, Sevilla have just taken a 2-1 lead against Liverpool. Ah, yes. That's remember, a... my, remember my earlier sermon, brethren. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm, I'm a big fan of the um, that one of their... And let's, wait, and let's wait until the final whistle. Yeah, um, yeah I think we'd better, yeah. No, no one quite makes marmalade quite like Seville, as far as I'm concerned, so good luck to them. Um, sorry, carry on, Donald. And uh, I think we should have our normal, um, our normal culinary uh, reference. Seville is, of course, the frying pan of Spain. Moving on. <coughs> um, I, uh, I listen to... It's true... <laughs> It's true, it's known as a fire. Do you doubt me? Do you doubt I me? I, I was laughing. Why, why would I doubt you? You know, you're, you're a font of all knowledge. I'm just, you know, very good. The, Carry on. The term Clayton is a font of all wisdom and knowledge. Because oh, knowledge is no good unless you have wisdom to go with it. And you, you, you are very much the Stephen Fry of, of, of this team, I think. So, um I, I, I take back my comment about being David Bellamy. I think I've discovered your forte. <laughs> that is, that's actually a compliment, by the way. It might not have sounded like the way I said it, yeah, but it was, yeah. Yeah, it's Stephen Fry. I, I, was about to, I was about to pick up the phone to Mishkondorea there and uh, instruct them. But anyway, um, yeah, Sunderland. Yeah, I, I, I was only listening to it on the radio, but it, it sounded very much as Mark has told it, you know, that um, it was a game that they... They should have won. I, I think the reason, to be fair to uh, to Hiddink, that he's chose the team he did was because they were in a relegation battle. I think had he put three or four, or, you know, too many youngsters in the team, it would have been seen by some of the other relegation battlers as. as I mean, you can always argue that if you've left it this late to save yourself, then you have to deal with the end of season feet up in the deck chair on the beach syndrome that a lot of teams have. But I think for the sake of form, um, they probably felt they had to put a, a team out that, that, that was would be seen as, in inverted commas, competitive. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons. Um, but yes, it was, it was desperately disappointing to... to 
go ahead twice and then and let it let it go. I, I I don't really know why that happened. To be honest, um, I think Sam gave them a good rollicking at half time and sent them out again. Um, but again, I you know there seem to be some good performances from players or, or reasonable performances from players who hadn't necessarily done so well during the season. Perhaps Willian is falling away. You know, understandably, I think, um, due to you know his exertions earlier in the season. Yeah, he looks so, good. and um, it was disappointing, as I as I uh, referred to in a tweet earlier on this evening. Uh, there's a referee finishing his memoirs with uh, with the uh, I flourished a red card. Terry had played his last game for Chelsea. Then he turns the radio on. Um, you know, it, it, I felt really. I mean, I've, I've ambiguous feelings in, in some ways about John Terry in, in the round, but you know, as a football player, obviously, nothing bad admiration for him, and it did seem an enormously cruel way for for his uh, his season to end. And, and given given the leniency that you'd seen only a few days earlier, I suppose I'm terrible to referees, but part of me thought he could have let that go with a warning it was what two minutes into injury time I think the temptation to be you know to send John Terry off like that was just too much for the bloke and he had to do it but yeah Yeah. it's It's just one of those you know you dust yourself down and on you go it's the season was in the can already so in in more recent news uh, Liverpool are now losing 3-1 steady we can stop gloating yeah, no, excuse I me. mean... Excuse, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah take, how, take how many years have we sat here listening <laughs> to the glory that was Istanbul? Yes. For the love of God, men, yes. don't. It is all over Twitter that Istanbul, Istanbul, Istanbul bingo has just been played by whichever broadcaster's got it on there that they've already invoked the spirit of Istanbul. I'll um, never forget leaving the pub to go home. Because yes, I, I was, yeah, I'd yeah, been yeah. at work or somewhere, I think. Left the pub at 3 yeah, 0. Yeah, yeah. Merged from the tube station at the other end. Yeah. No, we can't talk about it. No. I actually, Carry on. I actually joked with my wife at the time at half time. I said, can't be bothered watching any more of that. It's over and done with. Um, oh. <laughs> there you go. Um, Clayton, your thoughts on Sunderland? Um, I think the boys have said it really. I think that uh, we were so much in control in that game, and unfortunately, Diego missed two very, very um, scorable chances, which would have put us out of sight. Uh, and I think after that, I don't know. We were we. It was very. It was one of those games where we had nothing to play for, so we were playing relaxed football, no, no sort of real pace, just Dina, and they and they were sort of too tense, um, and then they just got at us and. Our defence, as it has been the whole season, obviously not the first goal, because the first goal was a bit of a worldie, but our defence just uh, caved in again. Um, Ivanovic, think, Ivanovic was injured on the second goal, wasn't he? They I know, Bubba made a bit of a, um, a balls up. But I think the, the, the <clears> thing <throat> is that what with this game and, and, the, and the last couple of games, the one thing that I've taken any sort of solace from apart from Hazakan back is that Matic actually looks like Matic again um, I think so which I, I think so I absolutely agree which I that. think is, yeah. which, which is great um, and if if that is one thing that comes out of this you know the, the end of this season then, then hats off I mean that, that that's rather good um, 
I'm not going to bang on about the fact that how many kids we haven't played in in the the, the sort of the fairly meaningless games, but um, that was just a disappointment. But I do actually take the point that I suppose we did have a duty to the integrity of the Premier League um, <laughs> to, to make sure that we didn't, you know, that that we had a, a full side out there. Um, but the way we played this season, I'm not sure um, that that's any great test. But um, listen, um, I'd rather Sunderland stayed up than Newcastle. So, um, would you? And that's only, yeah, only because of who's managing Newcastle. That's all. I, I've, I've never had anything against Newcastle until uh, until he walked through the door. Um, apart from the fact that, as as I think Tony alluded to earlier on. They are always absolute pony until we walk through the gates of St. James's Park and then they turn into Brazil 70, um, which happens every single year. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, that, that, that's my thoughts let's, on the let's, game. Let's move on to, we've, we've touched on can, can I Can I just say, Tony, that, that talking about Sunderland and the fact we lost up there when there's really nothing at stake mm-hmm. does bring me back to my earlier sermon on the Mount about Spurs. The only niggling uh, worry that I have and the only comfort I had going into that game was if we did you know the, the 26 years or whatever it is if we did lose the record at least we were losing it when there was nothing for us to lose and hopefully the podding shed will carry on due to the you know enormous listenership we have um, carrying forward but somewhere in the next couple of years, it, it, you know, I'm, 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 I'm putting extra padding in all my trousers because our ass is going to get bitten. I just know it. But anyway, move on. That's just my dark. Yeah. Um, you know. No, let's move on. And, and actually, the question I had at the end, then, as you remember, I sent out the original agenda, which Mark so kindly reminded of was um, throughout all of this, um, was the fact that, you know, uh, I, I thought we had an opportunity to play two or three of the youngsters there. It wouldn't have made that much difference. We lost anyway, um, because you don't know that before you start the game, but I don't think it would have made that much difference and might have put a little oh, bit, I lost of, you there. Uh, bit of vitality into the team. Um, but on mm. to Liverpool. Um, should we have won? Donal? Of course. Of course, we should have won. And we played... Uh, I've... I, my boss is a Liverpool fan, and of course, he was giving it the old. <clears throat> they weren't really doing much because their eyes were on tonight's game, etc. Which may well be true, but I thought I thought we played a lot of very composed football, passed the ball really well, you know, kept the ball really well for long periods of the game. Yes, we we obviously didn't score enough goals, didn't take our chances, but I thought, you know. Uh, it shows how desperate I suppose we've become. But I thought, you know, given we're away at Anfield at the end of the season, uh, with a Liverpool team that's been, you know, in a bit of form lately, I thought we we looked really quite quite good, uh, you know, for, for, for quite long periods of the game. It's it's a real pity Begovic, um, Begovic's howler at the end. Oh, it was... Um, it's just... Again, better that better, you know, in a season where we've got nothing riding on it, then uh-huh. that happens. Say next season when we were, you know, involved in some some game that really mattered. But I thought, as a general, as a general game of football, I, I thought I thought the performance was was quite heartening. Yes, it's difficult to gauge 
what Liverpool were doing. But in terms of just our, our passing moving, we, we looked a lot more a lot more together, a lot more dynamic than, than we've looked um, in, in quite a lot of games this season. I, I thought we were going up there to, to you know, get wellied about 4-0. So I was pleasantly surprised, very disappointed, you know, that we should give it away right at the I end th- like that. But, I think it was, it was the first game I've I've watched recently where I didn't think we were going to lose the lead. I actually had that faint little yeah. glimmer of hope at the battle. I was thinking Liverpool aren't going to get near us and they're not going to touch us. Until, of course... Um, you know, um, Meadow Lark Lemon, or sorry, um, Asimir Begovic decided to do a you know, complete basketball. And I mean, Ben Teki was smiling before it got to his head. He mm. couldn't believe it, you know. Mark, any thoughts on that? No, I need to reiterate. I thought we looked really good for most of the game. Um, I mean, the encouraging thing is really that um, the results haven't been that great, but actually, we can compete if we can just get a little bit more organised. You know, we don't need to panic that the squad is so hopelessly thin we can't turn in a good performance. I mean, you, you mentioned at the beginning there about um, youth. Yeah. And, um, you know, a bit of, I've heard quite a few comments on Talk Crap Radio over the last few days about um, how Marcus Rashford was um, lucky to get his first chance at um, Manchester United because one of the regular first team got injured in the warm-up. And so Rashford was forced into a game and he scored twice on his debut and I think um, you know you, you can... sorry 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 <laughs> blimey carry on I, th- I, I thought that was being it. edited out there um, <laughs> this is a state funeral somebody in Russia's just died yeah. um, so you, you can say you know you've got to give young players a run of games and, and people are saying um, you know Van Gaal might have been crap, but as a bonus, we can at least say he's introduced some youth. He didn't introduce any youth, and he hasn't got a policy on introducing youth. He was forced into playing Marcus Rashford because his regular player got injured. Mm. Marcus Rashford scored two goals on his debut. If, if you want to get yourself into a team, you better make a statement. Yeah. So against Liverpool, Tammy Abrahams came on, which I was delighted to see. Mm. And he had two decent chances, and he fluffed them like a schoolboy. And therefore, Gus has got to say to himself, oh shit, I can't play him. I'm not going to start him next game. If he'd put both of those away, he would have been in the starting lineup. You've got to take chances in life when they come along. No one's going to give it to you. Now, I'd, I'd say the other thing, I thought, I thought yeah, he was a bit unlucky with the, with, with the shots, but um, I liked what I yeah, saw. Marcus Rashford put it away. He wasn't unlucky. Uh, well, I must admit, I, I'm not a. I'm a man of science and logic, so I shouldn't actually believe in anything called luck. But um, uh, I, I liked what I saw from. Is Rashford a year or two older than Abrahams? No, they're Rash- the same, the same, the same age group. Yeah. I think Rashford. Um, and I read the article at Clayton. Uh, if, if if you look at the one that Clayton um, sent to me, tweeted earlier this week, um, hasn't Rashford been on the receiving end of three defeats um, in finals against Chelsea's youth? Um, as a lot of um, and I seem to remember it was recalled. It was a stat like that, which was, was quite quite damning. No, but when, really, but the important that doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah. The important one is you're given your first job as an apprentice in the workshop, and actually you manage to work the lathe and turn out a decent product, as opposed to Tammy Abraham's who dropped his spanner on the floor. 
I've got, I've got and, he, and you say to him, I'll just go back and make the tea. Uh, I've actually got a real story that, that, was, that, that was, was me and, and a lathe <laughs> um, when I first started working, but it's not for this podcast. I will tell you in the pub one day about it. Um, okay. But it was, it, was, it was far worse than Tammy Abrams, let me tell you that. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, in, in, in effect, it was just... So we've quick. now added tool making to yes. our list of we, railways, we, catering, we have cookery, all that. Tool making. Who, who, yeah. who would switch on this podcast and think they could while away the hours listening to people discussing their tool making experiences? It's just fascinating. <laughs> it is, it is it's a joy. It's a joy and a pleasure, unalloyed. Carry on. So I, I was all I was. My only comment on the game was that I thought Hazard there was a mega performance again. He was taking the piss at times, um, in my view. And um, how we weren't three or four goals up, and it, you know, so it would have made that whole loud, you know, Norse up at the end. I think when you talk about taking opportunities, I think I think Begovic has 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 performed at about fifty percent um, in some games where he's been a, a nothing more than a good shot stopper. I certainly think he's got a problem with crosses. Uh, no matter how much people go on about Courtois um, Courtois is 100% better at crosses than Begovic um, and he looked a bit suspect at times during the game you know I think my own views is that completely rules him out of any future number one spot I don't want to flapper like that and go we might as well go and you know will Ed De Hoy at whatever home he's sitting in at the moment and say get back in goal because um, it was just just too schoolboy for me for a goalkeeper at that level um, Leicester our last game um, in in this omni shambles of a season, I guess uh, a humdrum draw, um, which of course has become pretty much the default result at Stamford Bridge these days. Um, certainly since Gus took over, where I think we've seen one home win in the Premier League, um, and it was a weird atmosphere. Um, you know, there were cheers for for Claudio and and obviously um, some sporting applause for for Leicester when they came out. Um, I was quite happy about that. I've got no problem with that, but I had a massive problem with people cheering their goal because it pissed me off. Because I thought, you know, for a, a brief mm. minute, I thought, oh, we we're in the lead. Can we hold this out? Now the devil that sits on my shoulder, as opposed to the angel on the other one, was probably just subconsciously gnawing away at me. And I had had five or six pints um, in the pub beforehand, um, so I was quite socially relaxed and quite relaxed throughout the game. You know, and I thought, you know, perhaps perhaps we can just hold on to this this time. Um, and uh, and of course, it was shattered by you know. Um, a well, I, can, I, I was going to describe it. We used to say that there was a ballock-sized hole in midfield, but dear God, this one was was almost moon-sized um, when Drinkwater got through. Um, mm. So I don't know. Just a, a couple of comments on each. I think we can move on to a couple of other subjects. But um, Clayton, can I just ask? Can I just ask you, Tony, quickly? Yes. Uh, it's it's a, a sort of uh, a fan comfort type question. Um, if you're having five points before the game and you yeah. remain comfortable throughout the game. Are you actually wearing incontinence pants? <laughs> because I, I just I can't see how the two things marry together. Perhaps it's my age or a small bladder, but I don't see how that works. Since I've had the kidney stains, I sort of drink three litres of, of water a day at least. So I've become very adept at um, making sure that I know where all the strategic points for a gentleman's break are. 
Okay. Well, see, my my biggest worry was that I would need to go on 26 minutes and everyone would think I was one of them knobbies who decided <laughs> to walk out on 26 minutes when actually all I really wanted to do was go and empty my bladder. Um, I made it through the first oh. half. But uh, yeah, I just want a few comments. Um, we'll start with you, Clayton, on the Leicester game. You were there and I, I sadly didn't get down to say hello to you, but I did see you, you, were, you were in your seat. Well, could I tell people that you were virtually impossible to miss because you were wearing a day-glow yellow <laughs> jumper or T-shirt or what yeah. have you, which I think um, if if any Chelsea forwards bearing down on goal had looked up would have yeah. um, done even worse than they did. Um, <laughs> two things, really. Uh, the I was game... modelling the kit for two years' time. <laughs> yeah, very nice, very nice. And I'm sure they'll all look as splendid as you did in it. Um two things really um the the game itself i thought was unbelievably dull um i was quite happy when it finished um the the loving for leicester yes they deserve applause uh they're champions we got applause from opposition fans when we were champions so i'm not going to be churlish about that um the applause when they scored was was beyond ridiculous um and even more ridiculous was, uh, and I apologise if anybody listened to Fancast the other night, was that when people were coming over to take corner, they were being applauded by our fans, which is very nice and very, you know, one of them was Mares, and if you want to applaud the footballer of the year, then again, that, that's absolutely fine. Um, but their fullback, Fuchs, came over to take a corner, and people were applauding, and I just thought... Lionel Messi came over to take a corner at that corner flag and was given the most enormous abuse. Now, obviously, it's a slightly different atmosphere. It's more charged and there's much more rivalry. But if ever I was going to applaud anybody, um, I'd applaud Lionel Messi and not some fullback who most people wouldn't know if they fell over them in the streets. I'm just very, very glad the season's over. It was another draw. It was, I think, I don't know, the fifth or sixth time uh, under Goose, that we've been leading in a game and we haven't been able to hold on to a, a draw, which uh, to a victory, which I, I just find incredibly frustrating. Um, we're obviously much more difficult to beat than we were, but um, getting over the line seems to be beyond us, uh, which is a shame. But um, that, you know, I, 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 the the only other thing I'd say about the game is uh, I thought Tamori looked really good when he came on, um, and it's a shame he hasn't had more game time. Mark? No, I can't add anything to that. Did you stay at the end, Mark? Did you stay for the uh, lap of appreciation? No. no. Uh, I went to the pub looking looking for various people, but I couldn't find them, and um, I just buggered off home. Right, okay. Um, I, just, I, did, I just didn't feel I could give appreciation, really. Um, well, uh, uh, the only reason I'm saying that, Mark, is because I did the same. Um, I, I, I'm not a protester. I'm not a particularly militant person or whatever. Um, I, I've, you know, I'm proud of the fact that I don't boo the team, the players, the manager, or anything like that. Um, but when the whistle went, um, I just felt no desire to stand there for what would have been five or ten minutes, possibly before they sorted out. Um, uh, I, you know, if John Terry was going to make an announcement, you know, he, he could have done it before the game. My cynical head said that he hadn't made a, an announcement because the club knew 
that if he didn't, that they would probably get the fans staying behind to either say goodbye or say, yay, he's staying. And um, so I wandered off um, and got myself a nice burger and, and went back to the car. Um, and thinking that my friends who I go up there with, um, and yes, I do have some friends, um, would probably be about half an hour and do that. And um, you know, within 30 seconds of getting to the car, the doors opened and there they were let's get out of here sort of thing so um you know i wasn't surprised i don't know how many stayed but um i believe that you know quite, i know you I, I w- I yeah i would say quite a lot of people stayed and i think the the primary reason why people stayed was was to say goodbye to john terry yeah uh which is the reason i stayed i certainly didn't expect him to get onto the microphone and uh spend five minutes or three minutes or whatever it was saying absolutely nothing um because of it, everybody was thinking, well, anybody that was left was actually thinking, he's going to either say, I'm staying or I'm going. Um, and actually, I did see the clip of that on TV. Um, and again, uh, he broke down. So, it, you know, I, I'm glad I saw, I mean, if he would have left, I would have been a bit upset that I hadn't seen him. But um, now he's staying, I'm just thinking I could have had another 20 minutes in the pub. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw the clip of John Terry on TV um, when he was giving his little speech. And at the point when he said that, um, you know that I really want to stay, um, I'm desperate to stay, I love this club, blah, blah, uh, the camera went over to Roman Abramovich up in his box. Killing himself laughing. And he was killing himself with laughter. And all I can yeah. assume from that is yeah. that it, he's, John Terry's been having a tough negotiation with him. It's all about show me the money. And um, Roman knows the truth about, you know, what, what's been going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah very possibly. I, I, I didn't know that. I'm surprised none of the press picked up on it, or maybe I just don't read the right, um, right newspapers or online versions. No, of well, one, one, of the, one of the papers did actually make mention of the fact that he was killing himself, that, that Roman was killing himself laughing. Um, Is there I, something that I'm unaware of? I've seen veiled references to. Obviously, we probably can't talk about it without being arrested. Um, although, I, having bought a bunch of bananas yesterday that had more than three in it, I'm feeling a bit reckless as far as the law goes. Because <laughs> I'm sure Boris is going to turn up at any moment and, and have me arrested. But is, is there something going on in the background, like vaguely scandalous? Or is it just... No, I, I just... The only thing that I heard was the fact that, um, as, I don't know... <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, that Roman has been wanting to get him out of the club for a couple of years. Uh, uh, there, there, there appears... I mean, I've had several people who profess to know people, who, you know, inside the club. Certainly a friend of mine who plays, like I said, he, he, I've regularly said it, he plays golf with um, Michelle Zola yes. and Poya and some of the old Chelsea boys, including Rud Hullet. And, and you know that they have probably got um, lines back into the club. And, um, you know, there was some sort of falling out, um, uh, I think about three or four years ago. But I think it was it was a behavioural thing, you know, in, in that... Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's basically bringing the club into disrepute. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And he doesn't like the scandal and he's, he, he wants him out. That's yeah. it's got nothing to do with football. But surely, if Roman wants him out, he's out. I mean, Roman's. You would law, have thought it? so. You would have. So, thought so, so he obviously doesn't want him out that much. Well, you know, it's like when <laughs> I'm not going to mention this, Mark, so you can stop listening. When I, I, you read all these things about Roman didn't want to sack Jose, and you just think, well, if he didn't want to sack him, he didn't have to because yeah. it's his club. Um, yeah. So I don't know. 
I don't know, maybe somebody took him to one side and said, look, give him another year, we won't play him, and it would just shut everybody up. And, yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, two, two contracts ago, I think John Terry got his contract in March, and then the previous one... Yeah, I it was in May. He got an early May, and now he's got this one in late May, which does give more evidence that he is losing his pace. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Let's move on to John Terry. Um, um, we've, 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 run, we've run way over time. I think we've covered off the games enough, uh, enough there. Um, but, you know, the announcements come out today. Um, I, I, I got into um, very much a minority in the pub where I thought, I, when I said, actually, Ian Titchener um, uh, agreed with me uh, on this and saying that we thought the club had played a bit of a blinder on this because JT had uh, kind of, you know, played his hand early back in February, whenever it was, you know, the club aren't going to renew my contract and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, through various different outlets, has been going around professing his love for Chelsea um, and knowing how he wants to stay with Chelsea um, and finish his career there. Um, and then they come out, you know, on the last day of the season or two days before the last game and say, well, here's a contract, which has, is, uh, is, is noticeable, if only for the fact that there's no details of the contract being published. Um, you know, in terms of how much it is, or what the role is, or the you know the kind of playing role, or, or whether he will still be captain. So I, I thought they'd been very clever. Then someone else says to me, "No, no, no, it's cynical. You know, they're treating our our greatest player as as a you know they're just be, being horrible and all this sort of stuff." Um, I've I've been quite you know because actually I resigned myself to the fact he was going to go, and that maybe it was time. And I just took a view, thinking I did say the other day. I think I tweeted it. I think, and I said it, it, it's Chelsea Football Club, not John Terry Football Club. And it's get, I was getting a little bit peed off with the cult of JT above everything else. You know, as if as if nobody at the club, nobody really knows what they're doing. Um, if they let him go, um, a few thoughts. Um, I'll start. I'll start with you, Donal. I think this time. Um, what do you think? Um, difficult to know. I, I don't know if you saw the excerpt from um, Ancelotti's uh, biography or autobiography there earlier in the week. Um, you sort of read his take on his time there and uh, famous when they beat Aston Villa 6-0 at the beginning of the season. Uh, Roman came down and gave him a dressing down. So you got the impression that Roman does get himself very involved in the football club. You're also aware that, I don't know, the fan base seems to be lashing out at anyone and everyone. Um, Emanalo seems to be the hate figure of the moment. He can't do anything right. Uh, everyone thinks the board has gone mad. Um, and, and JT was just another part of that, that sort of jigsaw. Um, I, I'm... I'm sort of glad that he's staying for another year. Uh, I hope it's in a, a positive way that, that he's, it's not going to be a problem if he's not playing all the time. I assume he understands how Conte will want to do this. I, I don't know. So on the one hand, this could be very good because it, it means that there's some continuity in the, in the team. There's some senior player for, for the younger lads who've, who've known him as long, because obviously a lot of the young lads coming through are Chelsea products, so they've known Terry for years. So there's that role, I hope, that sort of mentoral role. Um, I hope it doesn't become a sort of, well, I'm not getting playing time and, you know, disruptive. Um, 
it, it's just, yeah, did, did the club play a blinder or were they just getting it all wrong and scrambling to get it right? It, who knows? And, and uh, you know, I, I hesitate to, to make any pronouncement on that. I My concern more is, is with them... Uh, is this a sort of buying of people like Falcao, Pato, you know, the, the sort of idea that there's some sort of coterie of, of people, advisors and agents who seem to be buying players for, for reasons we can't see. I think there's a good reason to keep JT at the club. Um, hopefully he's happy to be there. He'll contribute. Um, and it gives Conte perhaps a senior figure to go and, and deal with. Yeah. Mark. We'll have to see. Mark, is it uh, is it in, is it intervention by Conte? Is it cynicism on the part of the club, or is it just common sense prevailing? I know that last one might be a bit hard to swallow, but um, worth a shot. Your thoughts? Hello, Mark. Oh, have we lost Mark? Sorry about that. Oh, I'd muted okay. I'd muted my mic so I could have a good cough. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, did you Did you hear the question or the the, the No. I um. Yeah. The the question was um a game against Spurs, right? And that was your last question, was it? <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. Um, sorry, I drifted off, Tony. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. No. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it is, is it intervention by Conte? Um. You know. I've no idea. I thought Donald Summary was excellent. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll, I'll second that. Is it a good thing? Do you think it's good <laughs> to have a go- You know, is it the ghost of John Terry? I mean, or is it, was it time to move on? I mean, the, the, you know... I, I'd, I'd, have been happy, I'd have been happy either way. I mean, I... I, I, I Sorry, have can, say- can we just stop all this nonsense? Mark has just said something something positive about something I said. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's just... I think the world has oh, ended damn, now. Damn, sorry, I thought I had the mics still on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to make that public. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was happy either way, to be honest. Um, if 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 it was time for him to go, it was time for him to go. I have, I have no problem with that. And I don't see why you should be forced to um, keep old players like ageing relics just to keep the, hands, the fans happy. You know, you've got to move on. And, and I'm not necessarily in favour of old players going straight into coaching. I'd rather they went off and uh, work their way up. Um, you know, I'm a great admirer of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank mm-hmm. going off at the bottom of the ladder-ish with Burton, doing a good job. Now, unfortunately, to prove himself, he's got to do a good job at QPR, but I can swallow that one. You know, if he does a good job at QPR, then I'd say he's ready to move a step up. So I don't see why John Terry should just um, take off his tracksuit, put on his um, Hackett two-piece suit, and have the right to stand on our touchline. He's got to go off and work his way up, like anybody else. But you know, I'm happy. I'm happy for him to stay. I must admit, I admired the club when they made the pronouncement. John Terry was the one who initiated the discussions to be held in public. So, um, if the game is to be played in public, we play it in public. And um, I thought it was funny that the club made him an offer at the end in public. I clapped them. Wow, and that, I think your point is very fair. Now, I, I. I didn't quite take that same stance, but in essence, it's saying the same thing that um, you know he 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 put his hand out first, and um, you know that left the club with you know uh, a lot of options on what they could do and and where they could go from it. Um, I, you know, again, I, I've said I've become quite uncomfortable with the cult of John Terry that we see on social media. As great a player as he as he is, 
um, it all started to get a little bit maudlin for me. Um, Clayton, your thoughts? Um, I echo what uh, what both Mark and Donal said. I think um, what was happening was was everybody was losing sight of of what was going on. This is a player who is past his best, um, and ultimately we're in the process. We're in the the you know the the whole thing is about winning football games. Um, if John Terry was irreplaceable in in a back four, which has completely underperformed this year, um, you would have said, "What's the club doing? They're raving mad." The the defence this year has looked absolutely dreadful. All at sea. Um, my only beef with getting rid of him was I don't know how much worth he is in the dressing room and to younger kids, etc. And if there was a role for him to play um, in in that sort of area, then I, I I was thinking, well, it's a bit silly. I think also with the new manager. Oh, he's gone. Which was a great point, I think. Clayton, 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 come back to us. Um, then again, oh, it was a. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we lost you there yeah, a bit again. Um, Mark will know where you okay. were. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I, I just basically, if if Conte wants him, and, and and the decision has been made by Conte that yes, I'd like to have him around, then you know, and, and this is a guy who likes having experienced pros, um, then I'm I'm absolutely delighted. If if it was if it was done for any other reason, then. The, the, there can't be any other justifiable reason, to be perfectly honest. Conte's going to bring in maybe one, maybe two defenders, and we all know they're going to be wily old Italian defenders, maybe young and old, um, who are going to be able to defend. Um, hopefully, Kurt's going to come back. Um, so there's going to be at least three defenders, perhaps, ahead of him. Uh, Cahill, I can take or leave. I think he's a, he's a good, honest pro, but I think he needs to be next to a very good defender um so yeah and and i think you're right i think we were losing sight it was becoming a, a cult it wasn't no, nobody was actually concentrating on the bigger fo- picture which is winning football games mm, indeed i think um, we've also got christensen to come back although it sounds like he's going to play another year in well he's in got a two, he's got a two-year loan deal uh, mm. and, and and what i've read is that if if we I'm not sure we can get him back, and I think we have to no. do a deal with them. Um, and there was talk about Ake going out there. Um, mm. But ultimately, I think Christensen has, has said, well, do I really want to go back when I've got no guarantee of first-team football and I'm playing every week out here? So, yeah. um, so I think, I think it's, he's a good prospect to come back. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Ready, hopefully ready for first-team football. Well, Charlie Massonda's done the same thing, hasn't he, at Betis as well. He's, he's pretty much yep. gone public and said the same thing, even though I think Poyet's now uh, taken over there. So there's a, a kind of Chelsea link in some way or another there. But maybe Poyet will be the one who, you know, with the inside contacts at the club, who can say, look, he's ready to come back. You can, you know, whatever. Perhaps we could do a deal, you know, on, on that side of things. Um, I'm going to move it on now. I think we've, we've probably talked about that. Um, we've, we've, we've run a bit over time. So I just want to, um, I'm going to leave out the... Um, the, the, the topics that I had left which were um, talk about the fact that Antonio Conte's been cleared which um, questions whether or not he's proper Chelsea because it appears we can't even buy in a problem now um, um, and whether or not it removes a media witch hunt which I think would have been relentless um, simply because that's the nature of this um, 
And also, uh, we'll talk another time about Lollishon and the fact that Conti doesn't want him, um, but the club do. And Courtois hates him, but the club love him. Um, and um, whether or not that's a, a good or bad thing, um, I guess we'll find out. I want to do a quick shout out for the youth um, who have had yet another stunningly brilliant season. Um, with uh, is it the FA Youth Club, and, and I think they won the Champions League. But there's a question mark over whether they're allowed in that next year. I think. Um, well, yeah. no, there's no question mark. They're not. Oh, mm. uh, okay. So you're so you're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to defend your title then. Not no, from no. from what I've heard. No. Uh, okay, that sounds. I saw I saw the youth cup final. They they there are some very good players. Clark Salter and Samori are are proper. Yeah. I would be surprised. I'll tell you what reminded me of it. Hutchinson was playing the other night for Sheffield Wednesday. I think he's the last player. You know, obviously injury destroyed it, but I. I I do think he would have come through, having seen him the few times we saw him um, when he when he first broke through to the first team, and you know the sort of performances that I think we're going to get out of Clark Salter and Tamori when they break into the first team, you know they, they they will. I'm no judge of this thing, but in my waters, just watching them that night, they 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 did seem to be like the proper deal. Mm. Uh, very exciting. Um, and also, just one quick shout-out, rather sadly, really, because it was for the women who looked like they were going to uh, continue their reign of success, but um, unfortunately managed to lose to a, uh, a single goal um, from Arsenal on Sunday. I'm sure things look up. Well, what I was more encouraged about was um, the attendance at that final and the fact that the women's game seems to be growing quite nicely. Thank you very much. Um, I think it was Danny Baker on Saturday who sort of raised the issue that um, you know, most of the major teams have got in there. Manchester United don't have a ladies team. Um, obviously, um, they've got their reasons for it, but it does seem slightly out of kilter with the way things are going these days. Um, and, you know, from, from what I've seen of it, um, and I missed the final, but I've seen some of the other games this season, I'm, I'm really, I really quite enjoy it. I think, you know, the level of skill and um, professionalism is, is a real credit to the, to the, to the women. Mm. Um, that's just my thoughts. I don't know if anyone else has got anything else before we go into well, the, the parish notices. The, the, the only thing I would say about that is I think it's a real shame because I, I haven't watched uh, much, if any, women's football, um, and I watched. I, I think I watched last year's final, which was very, very dull, and this year's final. The, the Chelsea girls just didn't seem to to, to play at all. There's mm. a couple of players there who I was told I think is it G, uh, the the South Korean Messi. Um, who was hopeless um, and I, I don't know whether it was tiredness or nerves or what have you but mm. but it, I don't know I, I just thought it was um, isn't, it wasn't it wasn't the, the best game no isn't that the beauty of the final of, of any final though is you, you have this you know you have a puncher's chance you know so you have I mean you know I, I'm actually going to be deep in Crystal Palace country on Saturday um, at a 25th wedding anniversary, which has had to be kind of altered because of Palace being at the final and the fact that quite a lot of the guests could well be quite late back, um, especially if it goes to penalties um, and all this. And I've had to warn them and say, well, if, it, if the final goes to penalties and after the celebrations and handing over the cup, you know, you'll be lucky if any of those people turn up. It's in West Wickham where we're going. Um, you'll be lucky if any of them make, you know, 10 o'clock, half 10. They might just be back for last orders, you know. So, um, but I always think with finals, I mean, this is why I, I, when we went in, I, I always remember when we were playing t- um, 
Portsmouth, sorry, in the FA Cup final for the double, which was, you know, um, the anniversary was this week, I think, on Monday of, um, no, actually last Sunday of Drogba scoring the free kick that won that. Um, and thinking we should have walked over them, but we made bloody hard work of it. And it, whether it was our nerves or those teams get themselves or up. Kalu hitting the crossbar from a yard. Yeah, could yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, we do, you do have some lovely memories there sometimes, and sometimes you don't, Clayton. All right, some that I'd rather no. forget, you know. But uh, yeah, um, I'm going to move on um, just into parish notices. Um, um, so um, if you want to listen to more of this drivel, this is episode 77. Blimey, um, iTunes mm. um, will have it up from tomorrow at some point. When our Lord and Master Nick. Um, does his Alan Parsons stuff on it and um, puts our little jazzy tune at the beginning. Um, and if you also go to poddingshed.com, just Google it, you'll find it there. Um, you'll find much, much uh, more of this fabulous stuff. Um, a quick plug for the Chelsea Supporters Trust, of which I'm a, a paid member. Um, if you join the Trust, it's a chance to get your voice heard by the club. It seems to be very successful. It's a fiver to become a, a voting member. Um, free if you want to be a non-voting member. Uh, you can sign up at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com, um, which then allows you to attend meetings, go to events, vote on issues that directly affect um, all of us, really, as Chelsea fans, um, and a chance to get your voice heard. You can also follow them on Twitter um, at the handle at Chelsea S Trust. Um, next season, um, we'll plan to bring in some future guests um, we seem to have uh, a nice little link up with um, and they're not a rival it's a completely different show but the Chelsea fan cast um, I've been um, honoured to go on it a few times um, with um, with some lovely people Marco uh, Mark Worrell um, and Dan Silver and indeed um, the good Clayton Beerman um, uh, whatever so we'll be I'll be touting around um, the pubs of uh, Fulham next season to try and get uh, um, some occasional guests on. So we if you can find one. If, if, <laughs> They're all if closing, aren't they? Well, uh, this is Dan Levine's point, actually, is if we move away from, from Stanford Bridge, um, you know, that you, know, you come back three years away and come back about and find that um, all you've got are gastro pubs like the Tommy Tucker with Arabella and Tarquin getting quite huffy about the fact that some people have come in and asked for some beer. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it is a bit of a worry around that area um, that that could happen. Also, I mean, I think the, the fact comes up. But Dan was saying that um, um, the the Chelsea staff have been told that um, they can expect to be at Stamford Bridge for two more seasons, so next season and the season after, which wouldn't surprise me really because I, I think you'd probably even if you got planning permission this year, I'm not sure that um, you know they could arrange everything to, to get started next season. Um, but it's an interesting one. Um, the, the Cock Tavern, where I, I've been frequenting, um, has fantastic, lovely beer, proper glasses for a while until they run out. Um, it was, it was a, there was a good 30, 25% of the pub, I think, on, on Sunday, unusually, was Leicester. Um, they don't normally let any um, fans from other teams in there, but the atmosphere was quite happy and, and, and decent. Um, so yeah, um, you know, support the pubs around Chelsea because um, when we, when the new ground's built, um, I certainly don't want to be drinking Singer or whatever rubbish the club decides is the uh, beer du jour or whatever. Um, um, and quickly before we go, um, have we got any other business chaps? Mark, anything else? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> 
I love Mark. It's, it's, it, there's no, there's, there is absolutely no grey area, is there, um, with Mark? Um, well, it's been a pleasure to have you on, as ever, sir. Um, and hopefully I'll get the chance to um, um, put some money over a bar and buy you a drink next season. Um, Looking forward it would, to it. It would be nice to catch up in, in, in um, face-to-face. Um, anything else, Donal? Um, a couple of quick things. I just want to claim the higher ground as a proper football man because I will spend Sunday watching Grimsby Town versus Halifax and Hereford versus Morpeth Town at Wembley, just in case any of the podcasterati out there think that I'm not a proper football man because I'm a, I'm a bit weak on, on the Tottenham hatred. Um, <laughs> it's, we are a very wide and varied church. <laughs> a musical recommendation... Uh, perhaps you could all fall asleep tonight. Um, it rather combines our new Italian feel with the events of earlier on this evening. Uh, can I recommend you Rossini's uh, Barber of Seville? Uh, ah. A little light, easy listening, <laughs> because, of course, we can now all relax. Uh, they won 3-1. Yes. And um, once you've said your goodbyes, perhaps we should play out on one more very short piece of... William of Nassau, I will, the I will Dutch you. national anthem. In, in thanks to, I know we've sort of not been overwhelmed by him this time, but, you know, because he came in, he steadied the ship, and, um, you know, okay, our I thanks will, I, to I, him. I will cue you in. Donal, anything Oh, that's else very kind of you. Anything else you'd like to say? Um, uh, uh, Clayton? Uh, no, just uh, thank you very much for having me again. Uh, very enjoyable, as always. Um just, uh, it's uh, not um, signed and sealed yet, but I'm very much hoping over the summer um, to be releasing a book uh, with uh, my articles that I've been doing for the Fancast and the CFC UK fanzine and some other bits and pieces that will be in there as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Well, um, you have to let us know so that, that well, no doubt you will, um, so that we can um, tweet it and... Um yeah, various thank reasons. you. And of course, um, you know, you will be invited back next season, and we will give you every opportunity to plug it. I mean, you know, my um, my book tour. <laughs> yeah, your your book tour, and our chance our chance to bask in your reflected glory, um, yeah. because everyone knows that there are no glory hunters like Chelsea fans. You know, mm. we, we have no history. Um, uh, I guess there's always the odd chance that we might do a Euro podding shed, or if anything dramatic happens over the close season, um, we have uh, we have our equivalent of Cobra. I did try and come up with something along the lines of Corpse, which would be, you know, the the podding shed extraordinary whatever. But I couldn't think of anything for the CO and the R um, before it, um, as opposed to Cobra. Um, obviously, um, that would be uh, something you have to extraordinary would have to be happen, and and it all seems to be the end of the season. And we've wrapped it all up. We've polished it, put it away in a drawer. Um, we will plan to. We could do an FA Trophy. I could sort of talk for at least an hour and a half on <laughs> the events of Wembley on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think I'm washing my hair that night. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, uh, I, I think, I think we'll, we, we will hand the floor and the mics and all the all the, all, the, all of our high tech studio equipment over to you for that one, Donald. Um, fill your boots, mate. Fill your boots. Um, but we will reconvene mid-August. Now, in a in a change for me this season, um, we I'm actually having my annual sojourn to the south of France um, 
from about the 20th July and I will be back on the 14th of August which may or may not be the start of the season I don't know if there's any delays going in because of the Euros I think this potentially could start a bit later um, so at the most I will miss the first game of the season but um, I think we'll be kicking off fairly early next year um, before I go and before I thank everybody um, I'm going to put you all on the spot no I don't care, I don't know, are not options here. I want a Premier League and Cup prediction from each of you. I'm going to start with you, Clayton, for Chelsea next season. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a rare treble for us. I've got no Ooh. idea. I, I say <laughs> You ruined it. I was just about to say, brilliant, thank you. That's all we need. <laughs> I'd say six... Uh, and we'll win one of the cups. There you go. Okay, Mark. We'll win the league and one cup. That's the spirit, sir. That I can guarantee spirit. that because I've got it in um, writing. I've got contractual commitments. <laughs> Excellent, good. And you've also got uh, the almanac from Back to the Future, I think, somewhere. There. No, no, I've, I've had um, p- people have written down commitments that um, next season is going to be different. Right. I've got a tweet from Thibaut Courtois saying, yeah, thank you yeah. for your support in this difficult season. We will bounce back stronger next year. Same from Sesc, we'll bounce back stronger. And Caesar Aspilaqueta, we have to fight to be there next season. So, I mean, they're all saying it. Well, I just believe it's written. I believe it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it's great stuff. Um, Donal, your thoughts? Uh, uh, very I, don't know, I don't know about Sesc and Caesar. I think Thibaut will have a lot of trouble bouncing back because... <laughs> No, but Lollishon forces him to train with weight, with like a weight <laughs> jacket on, doesn't he? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he was anyway. saying. Yeah, that's what he said his injury was from, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's very, very dubious to to have a goalkeeping coach that your senior goalkeeper doesn't get on with. You know, it's a special position. It's a very psychological position, and you know, if Lollishon and him don't go, he doesn't like his training methods. You know, that's probably one of the reasons why he's gone off form. But we can deal with that another day. My predictions for next season. Well, I don't think we're going to do much in Europe. Um, but, uh, uh, oh, very good. Thank you for that, Mark. Someone's <laughs> awake. Um, well, well, done. well done for getting there, Tony. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'll say, I'll say third. Third. And uh, third... And the league, and the league cup. Excellent. Um, and the re- only reason I do this is because um, I want to play this back before we do the last one next season, just to see and have a little bit of fun with our, how we've got. My predictions are as follows: I think we'll finish third in the Premiership. Um, I think we will win the FA Cup. I think we will get dumped on our ass out of the um, uh, Capital One. Vanquist, whatever card it is that's sponsoring the the League Cup next year. Um, And if they should decide to revive the full Members' Cup, I think we've got every chance of recreating our glory there. Um, And on that note... Actually, on on your way through Laugh, could you find out if they want to have another go at the old cross-channel trophy? Because I think, you know... Yes, I could do, actually. I I will be whizzing my way through there on the way, and and on the way back. We've decided to use Laugh crossing this year, yeah. Um, But... 
first, uh, I think that's we've covered off everything. We've run over a bit of time, but it is a bit of a bumper edition, and I think we could have done a, an end of season review. I think we've pretty much covered every subject that we were uh, wanting to, bar the two that I said. Um, so I would just like to say um, uh, good night um, to each and every one of you. Thank you. So um, good night to you, Mark, and thank you very much. Thank you. Good night, Tony, and everyone else. Uh, good thank night, Mark. Uh, good night, Tony. And thanks. Don't, uh, don't well. forget to cue me in. Don't forget to cue me oh, in. Oh, yeah. Well, no, the, cool. the Walton's music coming on now, is it? Is it yeah. Um, and uh, Clayton, the same to you. Thanks as ever. Um, hopefully, we'll get a chance to see each other at some point and, um, and, and you know, have a, have a couple of beers and a chinwag. Um, like I said, sorry for not whatever um, seeing you on Saturday. Um, and cue Donal. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, if you could be upstanding. Uh, remove any extraneous headwear that you don't have to wear for religious reasons. Small hair pieces and wigs could also come off. <laughs> Antonio Conte removes his syrup. <laughs> he has got syrup, has he? Definitely. <laughs> a weave, I believe weave. it's called. A weave. <laughs> In gratitude to Mr. Hoos Hiddink, I thank you. Sounds quite miserable now, doesn't it? Really? Um, yeah, thank just you very like much. Gus. Gus's rain. Yeah, indeed. Um, oh, I think that's harsh. Thanks very, <clears throat> thanks very much, chaps, and um, see you all next season. All right. Well Good done. Night. Night. See you all. Cheers, Bye. 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 Bye.